Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another esports moment. I'm Seamus Byrne. This week, we're taking a bit of a dive inside the new sponsorship deal between Intel and Acer and the Meta High School Esports Program, owned and operated by Adelaide Crows Football Club. These are global companies getting involved in an Australian grassroots esports operation, so it seemed an interesting opportunity to talk to all involved about why it's happening, what it means to Meta, and the value for Intel and Acer. So I spoke to reps at all involved, Intel, Acer, Meta, and the Crows. Plus, I also had a chat with one of the teachers at a school that participates in the Meta program to get a sense of how this league is impacting on some of the students too. It's also worth noting that Adelaide Football Club also owns the Legacy Esports Club. So it is investing widely in the esports ecosystem here in Australia. Legacy started as an Oceanic Pro League esports club, but it now has teams across a range of esports. So the club is really using its assets to explore a lot of the possibilities that are out there in this space. The first half of the episode, we'll talk to the dealmakers. Nigel Smart, COO of the Adelaide Crows, Darren Simmons, Managing Director at Acer Australia, and Santosh Vishvanathan, Managing Director of Intel covering Australia, New Zealand, and Southeast Asia. I spoke to each about the drive behind the partnership, why they care about this space, and what they hope this sponsorship deal is going to enable in the, in the category. In the second half, I talked to Woody Wu, Commissioner of Meta High School Esports, about the program and its progress after the first year and a half of operations. Uh, And then I talked to Toby Fogarty, a teacher at Northern Adelaide Senior College, on the value he sees for students getting involved with Meta. Interestingly, it goes beyond just playing in tournaments as well and touches on learning a lot of the skills associated with running events too. Let's kick it off with Nigel Smart, who told told me that the deal came off the back of more than 12 months of conversations that led to what has been announced in recent weeks. There's a couple of things that come out of it. One, um, we've had a vision to allow um, Australian New Zealand gamers um, the ability to play in a uh, an organised tournament um, um, hosting a, a game of their passion, in this case, League of Legends, uh, NBA 2K, Rocket League, um, emanating into state finals, giving that opportunity for a land final experience um, yeah. within their state or territory. Um, 
And then having those teams uh, play off in qualifiers, um, leading to uh, the final teams having the ability to be flowing to MEO, um, if that's the case, if they're outside of Melbourne, but go to MEO and then play for um, uh, being the best high school team in the country. I think for me, um, sometimes putting myself in the, in the, in the shoes of a, a young gamer at school um, and seeing other organised sport or opportunities around them. And then, yeah, just probably building out um, that there is a, a, a developing uh, journey for them in terms of their particular game with Meta High School eSports. Um, year one was, um, we're very much in year one and two, a startup and building it out. Um, what Intel uh, and Acer allow is um, ongoing investment and development of our platform and, and really giving us the confidence to explore and, and build out a, um, an elite tournament platform um, for student gamers in the future. Clearly for, for you guys there at the Adelaide Crows, you've kind of really, um, you know, I guess what's a good way for, for sort of from your perspective on a real commitment to this sort of end-to-end idea of, of the importance of esports. You've got a professional team. You, you know, you're, you're running the, this meta league. Um, you know, I see you guys have been sort of working with sort of mogul on sort of some of those kind of interesting new angles for, for getting mm. sort of legacy working with that, that, you know, you're really sort of doing a lot of work out of your organization to, to support so much of, of the development of esports here. Yeah, no, it's, it's probably fair to say it's only just starting. Um, we we see uh, further development in our teams. We're currently running about six teams um, in six different games. Um, but uh, we also are starting um, like grassroots in terms of three three different titles. Um, we see expansion within the, the grassroots um, area. We see opportunities in terms of... Um, um, elements of regional or, or land tournaments, okay, or almost like surgical uh, use of giving um, uh, gamers in a particular area an opportunity to uh, to to have a land event. Um, and I think in between, okay, we're seeing connections or opportunities to to join the dots. So um, how can how can uh, the Oceanic Challenger Series potentially link to high school esports? Um, and how does that all link to a potential career in the OPL? And then over and connect that to international opportunities as well. So um, it's great to have brands like Acer and Intel involved because they are global. Um, they are involved globally with esports e- e- and they can give you insights and, um, um, and, and huge amounts of benefits in terms of what they're seeing and, and how we can actually uh, be supported by those in terms of what we're building out here. And what's, uh, you know, what's been like when you've seen some of the, the school teams there, you know, hitting those uh, state finals or the final at MEO, um, you know, what's it been like to see these people getting to, you know, step up and represent their school in this sort of esports context? It's such a different thing, but it, it you know, I think it, it feels so important to sort of start to see mm. this side of things evolve for the kids too, right? Yeah, it is like um, uh, it's funny. It's it's kind of um, it's granular, but it's authentic, and um, there's enormous joy. Um, I remember last year watching, uh, I think um, uh, Melbourne Melbourne High win the event, 
Um, and I could just see in their faces that they were just stoked um, at being able to achieve that. Um, I also remember like the, the, when we ran a, an event out of, a land event out of hybrid world in Adelaide, a, a rocket league national tournament. Um, and I remember only high uh, winning that particular tournament and the principal wrote me a note after the tournament and it, the tournament made e-sports a thing. Okay. So the, the principal wasn't aware uh, prior to the tournament, but because the, the school had won the tournament, um, the principal and other teachers were now viewing it as a, a legitimate, hey, our school won a national opportunity. Um, this is real. So it's it's moments like that I get enormous pleasure out of where um, esports is not going away. You know it, I know it. And Australia and um, a lot of people don't understand it, but it's slowly gaining um, momentum. Um, and the schools also offer um, such abundance, but also there are roadblocks. So um, firewalls, um, interpretations or views on esports, um, gaming and, and particular um, uh, classifications or ratings, and then general understanding of, of technology um, from streaming to esports is is lacking in a lot of schools and parents. So we see a lot of opportunity in terms of even that kind of uh, acting as a catalyst for education. So meta being that um, opportunity where you can bring people together and um, explore and um, help people along the journey so they are seeing the benefits of um, students uh, playing the games that they're passionate about. That was Nigel Smart, the COO of the Adelaide Crows. Next, I'm talking to Santosh Vishvanathan. He's Managing Director of Intel, covering Australia, New Zealand and Southeast Asia. And I asked him pretty much the direct question of why is Intel taking this step to get involved with a high school esports program? Yeah, and, and, you know, thanks for the question. But, you know, the key part for us, you know, why we're doing this is because the first thing is about, you know, the objective of the Meta High School League is, is, is so synonymous to what we believe, which is about how can we go and help develop esports at a grassroots level in Australia, right? So that the kids can learn, they can grow, they can have fun. Uh, and if you look at esports, Seamus, I mean, it's, it is the fastest growing spectator sports in the world, uh, with over 2 billion viewership, right? So it's, it's really expanding rapidly across the world and, and in Australia and New Zealand, where, where it's probably the hotbed of uh, esports in this part of the world. Uh, our belief is truly to go and help work with the community and then really help, help work at the grassroots level so that we can go back and develop the sports, right? Um, so I think these are the key objectives that, uh, that, that really attracted to, you know, going and working with Meta High School Esports League. Yeah, and, and I mean, clearly Intel's got, a, you know, a very extensive uh, esports history at this point, but, you know, c- could you give me just like your uh, sort of shorthand version of, uh, of how important esports has been for Intel over the past, I guess, you know, more than a decade? Yeah, I mean, we have been um, in the esports arena for probably over 15 years now. Um, if you remember, I mean, we just had the Intel Extreme Masters in uh, Sydney, and this was the third year in a row that we are having it there. And it is so exciting to see the audience grow and and really attract 
um, you know, the, the, the crowd as well as the players had a very, very exciting time. Our partnership with ESL uh, started, you know, we created IEM in 2006, right? And this is probably, it's the longest running pro gaming event in the world, right? So we're closely associated from an ESL and a, and a, and a gaming event perspective, but also the, in the other end, I think we are probably one of those companies that is closest to the sports as well by, by the technology that we provide, right? So from the edge to the cloud, I think we are one of those companies that is really instrumental for the player players to go back and and perform their best. So that's what is exciting for us. Mm. And so, how do you feel about this idea? I guess of going from you know the top tier of esports and now sort of finding this new initiative to support grassroots. How important is that sort of end to end idea of the whole um, the whole esports space? Yeah, I think the grassroots level is really, really key because at the end of the day, that's where I think technology can, one, really go help the kids. And second is it really starts like any other sport. I mean, when you go look at any sport that we start, there are so many leagues for, you know, soccer, for for cricket, for tennis. It all starts at a grassroots level, right? And when you go look at esports, it's not different from any other sport because, the, the the qualities are the same that is required, right? It needs reflex, it needs thinking, it needs teamwork, it needs dedication. So our key idea is why doesn't that start at a grassroots level? And that's why we're excited to go have this partnership with Meta to go and realize that. That was Santosh Vishvanathan, Managing Director of Intel, covering Australia, New Zealand, and Southeast Asia. Next we're going to hear from Darren Simmons. He's the Managing Director of Acer Australia. And same thing again, really, we focused in on the reasons why Acer feels like it's important to get behind an initiative like Meta. I think from my perspective, you know, one of the things I'm very interested in is obviously supporting the grassroots of gaming in high schools, you know, from K to 12. And I think that the background reason for us to support leagues is that I think gaming has got that bad reputation of uh, they're just playing games. Um, they're not focused on anything else. But from our perspective as Acer, um, I see it as an entertainment tool um, where they develop skills around strategy, you know, team play. And, of course, as a computer company, uh, they learn about innovation. They learn about building. Um, they learn about um, creativity through that platform. I think it's really important for us to be involved in it. You guys were involved at top tier of esports. Um, you know, how important, I guess, is adding this sort of grassroots aspect and getting that, that sort of end to end side of the, you know, the ecosystem together? Yeah. And I think, look, it's really important from an end to end point of view. We want to be involved in the grassroots. You know, as a company, Acer is already synonymous in education. We already provide a, a large number of platforms to that school environment. Uh, I see the esports piece as just an extension of that. And what I mean by that is um, it's a phenomenon that's not going away. You know, I, I got asked the question the other day, will esports eventually make the Olympics? And I think my view is because of its popularity, I think eventually it will do. Is it like every other sport that's currently at the Olympics? Well, the answer is, of course, it's not. But at the end of the day, it's still a sport. And, you know, plenty of people are watching it. Plenty of people are participating. Um, plenty of people are interactive with it. I think that's the exciting part. So to be involved at the grassroots at the school level, uh, I think you get that first interpretation of how they interact with the product that you develop. I think you get to see the interaction um, at a young age with each other. And I think you see it, you get to see it in that education learning environment. 
you know, and I think that's pretty exciting as well. You know, I think e-game and training facilitation by teachers um, is very important because you'll get that grassroots feedback um, from that teaching environment and then you can produce more um, learning outcomes, I guess. That's what I'm excited about at a grassroots level. Yeah. Um, now, in that sort of slightly bigger perspective, I'd love your thoughts on how esports in general has proven successful for your brand and I guess maybe, yeah, the PC industry in general. I think for the piece of, you know, I think we talk PC industry in general. I think what we saw was a, a massive uptake in, you know, high performance computing, um, both in a laptop and a desktop. I certainly saw a massive uptake in screen size as people basically wanted to get, you know, sharper, clearer pictures, um, curved technology and, and certainly very quick refreshes. And I think that's slowly gone down into that commercial space has benefited from the innovation that's happened in the gaming. Oh, what really excites me, I think from my perspective, is the engagement at the at, at the student level. That really excites me. The engagement um, from the parental area, I think the extension of that that will be inspirational or inspiring will be the move towards STEAM. And I see people creating a career out of that space as it starts to grow. Um, I think more and more people will get involved in that innovation, um, learning aspect, um, uh, line code aspect, um, and we'll start to see that in programming. And I think that's a very exciting space, which is why I want to be involved in the Meta program. It's why we're focused as a company in the grassroots, because the reality of it is, is that we need to look for jobs of the future for our students in Australia. That's a key feature. And it's coming well and truly off the back of, you know, that gaming space, all right? And I think, you know, that leads to things like animation. It leads to um, programming. Um, it, it leads to um, a whole heap of areas um, where our students can get growth and learn. That's the, that's the testament of what, you know, esports is doing. And I think it's not just about gaming or gamification. I think there's a whole heap of industries that will run off the back of this platform. And I see it continuing to grow. You know, if I look at it in the last four years, um, for our company, it's been a massive area of growth. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. That was Darren Simmons, the Managing Director of Acer Australia. And so now we've heard from all three of the business people who put this deal together, who've uh, you know done all of the wheeling and dealing that it takes 
to get this over the line. And and I guess thankfully, hearing the the positive side of why they want to bring this to life and 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 make Meta bigger than it's ever been. But now we want to hear from the actual people who are doing the work of bringing kids together, putting them into esports teams, and giving them this opportunity. So first, we're going to speak to Woody Wu. He's the commissioner of Meta High School Esports and has been in that role since it kicked off 18 months ago. We start off by really giving him the chance to set the scene for what Meta has been in this first phase of its life. Yeah, yeah. So so the high school league really started last year for kind of Meta. Back then, we were called the High School Esports League, uh, and we've recently rebranded this year to Meta. But last year, we... We had our first year. We started kind of operating in five states, so every state and every state and region in Australia, except for Queensland and New South Wales. Um, and and last year we had about kind of 67 schools and and over 150 teams, I believe, uh, participating. It was a, it was a great start. Um, a lot of lessons, and we ran League of Legends and a short form kind of Rocket League competition. Um, and as we kind of progressed into this year and, and talks with Riot continued and other publishers, well, we had the opportunity to take on uh, and expand our operations. So this year we, we ran League of Legends across Australia and New Zealand, um, and we're operating pretty much every state. And in Queensland, we're operating in partnership with University Queensland Union. Um, and we're not only doing League of Legends this year, we've, we've been running, um, Rocket League in a more long form kind of season format. Uh, and we're also doing NBA 2K as well now. So, uh, this year so far, we've kind of got over 150 schools, um, over 300 teams. So we've doubled the numbers from last year. We are doing more regions as well. And, uh, it's all going smoothly. We're actually heading into the regional playoffs now. So. Soon we'll have a champion for each of those uh, states and territories. Tell me about some of the other projects within Meta, and uh, you know, I, from what sort of you know from past discussions, uh, it sounds like you know you've got other AFL clubs getting involved and helping run sort of holiday camps, and so there's, there's a lot more going on around the Meta ecosystem than sort of just the main um, seasonal sort of play as well, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, right now, definitely. Uh, uh, you know, a bulk of our work and efforts are on that seasonal league and setting everything up, doing weekly broadcasts, uh, making sure we, we make sure it all runs smoothly and create a great experience. Um, but we do want to continue to develop the ecosystem outside of just having a, a competitive league. Mm. Um, you know, uh, some of those things you touched on, we actually recently just ran a teacher professional development session in partnership with Essendon and Riot Games. Um, where we kind of had a great session that showed teachers how to, you know, better use esports and and sports in general to to teach um, the the benefits of what you need to do in terms of preparation, pre-game, post-game, and, and during the game to create high-performing teams and and the skills and and communication required for that. Um, and we want to continue to do that across Sydney and, and, you know, other, other cities. Um, outside of that, it's a case of, you know, partnering with organizations like Giant, uh, Greater Western Sydney Giants in Sydney as well. And we're going to be delivering it there in Sydney. Um, and then just continuing to build off that, finding opportunities to 
show teachers how to better use esports, show students how to better use esports to learn, you know, life lessons, teamwork, discipline, communication, and how they can really channel their passion into something that's super productive. Uh, how important are those sort of land aspects for, and when you see sort of people reaching that, those final stages and getting opportunities to sort of play against other people in a slightly more face-to-face sort of environment, uh, how important is that and how are you hoping that that side of things uh, can evolve from here? Yeah, yeah. So so right now, um, most most of our games are played online during the regular season. Um, there are some schools that play the regular season matches on campus. Um, but but vast majority play online from home. Uh, in terms of the regional finals, you know, having having the two different teams and groups of students and schools come together in person, compete in person, be able to interact in person, shake hands, is already massive for the teams alone. But where I see a lot of the value is actually, um, you know, when these when when things are happening kind of in the real world, um, even though you're still competing online. Um, Teachers are able to see a lot more of those tangible benefits. Um, if family and friends come along, they're able to see, hey, this is, you know, this is very similar to sports from a competition and interaction pr- perspective. Um, and, and that's where I think a lot of the value of holding these in-person events are. Not only is it obviously a great experience for the, for the players because they love competing and having an audience watch them play who doesn't. Um, but, but being able to show kind of parents and teachers and other, other important people within the ecosystem, the the more tangible result of what an esports competition brings for these students is is, is massive. Um, in terms of the future, uh, I would, you know we, we'd love to move towards a space where every every team that that plays for their school has a space on campus, you know, um, to play, to train, to learn in. Um, when you think about traditional sports, basketball, NFL rugby, whatever it might be, uh, schools have facilities on campus. Um, they, they have training. They have facilities to, to, to help students build their skills, not only, you know, the hard skills that come with the game, but the soft skills that come out outside of the game. So, you know, uh, as we continue to make strides with schools, with governments, and even the technology front, you know, we talk about Intel and ASA and Torrance University, um, these are all stakeholders within the ecosystem that can help push us in that direction and help bring more and more schools on the journey of, hey, instead of um, participating in an online capacity, let's get the five, three, or however many students make a team playing kind of side by side in person and having the time pre and post game to discuss and learn from how they're playing as a team. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, from from your end of things, uh, you know, words of encouragement for for students and teachers out there on uh, on getting involved and and how you you're hoping sort of to see uh, you know the rest of this year now that you have sort of this new sponsorship uh, deal in place and uh, you know and into 2020 and beyond. What are you hoping for? Yeah, I mean the the, the great thing is you know with with Acer Intel and Torrance University partners like that. We're, We'll be able to deliver a great experience now for the regional finals and beyond for, for the grand finals later on at Melbourne Esports Open as well. And really what it means is as we progress this year and well into next year and beyond, we'll be able to start working with schools more, um, start working with 
governments more and continue to build not only, you know, more and more student and teacher programs that help show the benefits and ways to leverage esports to get great outcomes for students, but we'll also be able to chat with schools more about, hey, let's, let's see how we can really bring those benefits to life by, by setting up a space on campus where the students can play, learn, and kind of grow together. And a big part of that will be just continuing to have those conversations, um, building out a couple of case studies with some key schools that, that are more engaged, um, and then growing from there. Look, as, as a final word, you know, you've, you've been working with, uh, with schools now for more than a year with these teachers. You've seen the students in action. Uh, you know, what's your key takeaway on the value of esports in the school environment? I think the, from from what I've experienced and the, the interactions with teachers, it's it's the biggest thing is that you know this is something that the students are doing anyway. It's something that they love and are engaged with. So if you're able to bring that into the school ecosystem, um, that brings the students into the school ecosystem. That brings the students into the school community. They become more engaged. Um, you know, we've heard many stories where students might have. Uh, you know, not as engaged with school, they're not present as often, some absences and whatnot. But once, you know, a school starts participating in esports, um, running a team, running a club, and really connecting them with other like-minded people and taking interest in their passions, their school engagement increases and they kind of come out of the shells a bit more, which is always a great story to hear. So it's, it's really just about coming along with the journey. Um, you know, that the students are on, bringing their passion into the school community and then channeling that for great school outcomes and helping the student become a better person as well. That was Woody Wu, the commissioner of Meta High School Esports. Uh, so now to talk to one of the teachers who is actually working directly with those kids who are taking advantage of this opportunity. We talked to Toby Fogarty. He is a teacher at Northern Adelaide Senior College. And I started by talking to him about my perspective that I feel like one of the great things about esports is offering an opportunity to those those kids who don't feel like they would excel out on the sports field and that this is their passion area. You know, did it gel with his experience that we're seeing a different kind of kid take that opportunity to get involved with competition and teamwork and all those aspects that always get push towards traditional sports for kids uh, is this actual opportunity something that is is uh, translating into something for a different kind of kid who is uh, coming into this uh, meta high school esports program it's been really rewarding and, and it is as you say uh, an opportunity for a different cohort of students that that probably were not engaged at that school spirit or, or you know pride of representing the school in in, in that sort of event before because they're not avid traditional sporters and that's fine um, but they have all these other amazing skills in games uh, and those games deliver opportunities to develop communication skills and, and figuring out how to function as a team and how to work through issues when performances don't go the way you think they will and how do you build on that and how do you how do you schedule training time and all of those same things that are required to be successful at at mainstream sport, if, if you want to call it that, uh, are apply in, in competitive uh, gaming 
particularly in team environments. So um, it, it's really exciting to have um, students be able to walk into our rooms when it's time for their tournament on a Tuesday for league or whatnot. And, you know, you can see that people that in February didn't necessarily know each other very well at all or perhaps only met for the first time then are uh, now in, like, May um, coming each week knowing that they're going to get here at a certain time. And you can tell that they've spent time outside of school, in their own time, like talking amongst each other on the Discord chat platforms you set up for them or whatnot, researching the team they're playing against, practicing new new characters, like talking about, you know, win conditions and roles and all these other elements of analysing, you know, how, how did the game that we last played go? What can we improve from that? And then talking with the other teams who have, you know, different experience levels because there's beginners and, and more experienced teams and learning from them. And it's just, it's really rewarding. Like We get new students every year that come into our systems that don't realise that we do this. They don't realise that this is even an option. And so when they figure out that we have eSports Club like every, once a week after school, that people come and just play games with other people and organise scrims with other schools and whatnot, regardless of what game you play or come and try a game that you, you know, have heard about before but haven't had anyone to talk to to figure out how to play, um, we can do that. And then we have formal like school representation-based competition uh, and they just they spin out a little. They sort of, um, you can see the joy on their face because that's not something they've had before. To other kind of educators out there, you know, they're thinking about trying to to get involved with having a bit of esports in their school if they don't have it yet. What's a good first step for for those sorts of people to you know to to work out if if this is gonna gonna be something they can they can kick off? I think talk to your students. Like that's the biggest thing we did first. Like we 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 asked questions about what our students were playing and what they liked, and we listened to their answers. And one of the things that they said was, you know, we'd love to love to have a land. Uh, and we sort of talked through, you know, what would that mean in terms of commitment from them as well as us? Uh, and things sort of steamrolled from there. I think young people are passionate about gaming. That That's obvious. Uh, I think that there's a, a place for in-the-room tournaments or in-the-room competitions or just lands you know like like the way they used to be before when you by necessity had to bring everyone into the same room and connect to play together do there's still a place for that now like we we ran a land um as a school activity uh on a weekend last year we had 130 people from our local area come to one event to play a combination of games for 13 hours it was amazing uh, seeing that many people lugging their consoles and TVs and computers into the room and and connecting up to the net and, and just going crazy on all these different games. And we ran mini tournaments and it was so much fun. And I think there's such a place for that at a community level uh, still um, for, for young people. I, I think that, you know, schools don't have to think they have to go to that level to start, you know, you talk to young people and, and just do something small and just dip your toe in the water, like bring a console and plug it into a telly. That's a really easy thing for schools to be able to do. They don't have to worry about, uh, you know, trying to get the principal's approval to pass through networks to make updates work and get to the servers to connect for online games. 
because you just go one on one or you know with depending on the game you go four one v one v one v one if you're playing Smash Bros or Mario Kart and most people who don't have any understanding of gaming will understand that that is something that is fine to be in a school and and you, once they can see like once we we get other people from our school to come to an event and see how many people come and the energy that's in the room and all of our students uh, you know running the tournament and interacting with young people and they see them in these roles of responsibility as tournament directors and they're making adjustments to brackets and they're commentating and they're you know, switching shots and patching cables in and, and all these other things that they didn't know how to do before. Um, it's a very easy sell to get schools to then engage at the next step for, for you know more formal competitions or inter-school competitions or lunchtime clubs or whatever it is for each school's journey. But I would say for... Anyone who has a passion for gaming or just has a passion for offering opportunities for young people that like gaming within their school is to talk to students, listen to what they say, help them, uh, you know, help them create an opportunity to run events for themselves and others will come. When we talk about sort of competitive gaming, sometimes, yeah, we do focus so much on just the the playing of it, that actually these sorts of leagues and these sorts of tournaments do also show people a lot of those other aspects that you've just mentioned, you know, things like shoutcasting oh, and, yes. you know, all these areas that actually there's a lot of people who in the end, you know, not everybody can be the ultimate elite level player, but there's an awful lot of people who even have sort of yet more of those skills that revolve around competitive gaming. Um, and it sounds like, yeah, you've been doing a lot to help unleash that side of things too. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a valid point that you make and something that we often bring up with people when we talk about esports because people will come and have discussions with us and I think they're expecting us to be all about the playing side of it, um, which is obviously important because no players, no competitions. Uh, but we take like a slightly different approach to it, I think. Uh, and I, I largely sort of draw um, comparisons to my experiences growing up with I guess, you know, traditional sport, whatever that is now when you when you say that. But, um, uh, you know, I, I love cricket. I have done in my life. It's a dirty word in the classroom that I work in. Like my <laughs> students will look at me and you know, shun me because I follow the sport because they don't care which one it is. It's all under the one blanket, but it's it's funny. Um, but it's the same thing. Like growing up, like as a young person, like I played cricket in the backyard every day. You know, when you're 10 or whatever, you go, oh, I'm going to play for Australia. I'm going to be amazing. And then in your teenage years, you know, reality hits, and that's fine. But you still don't love your sport any less, and you still want to play at a level with your friends and colleagues, uh, you know, locally. And and that's, I think, something that we see we can try and develop in the areas that we work in now. Um, you know, a lot of our young people love gaming, love uh, competitive gaming, but the level of competition that is appropriate or, or where they're at um, is is not going to be on the main stage at you know at BlizzCon or anything like that. They're not going to be played at PAX. They're not going to be at the you know Melbourne Esports Open, and that's okay. Yeah. They'll, they'll, if we can provide events at a local level and try and instill passion for community, giving back to the community in our young people through our courses. Our hope and, and what we're working towards is that when they leave school with us, they still continue to be connected in the community-based events that we run and the programs, 
uh, and, and sort of take on and take over, um, you know, running of and steering and roles and responsibilities within making them happen. Because like traditional sport, if people don't volunteer their time at a local level, those things don't happen. Uh, and there's no reason why we can't fill um, a gap, I guess, between people playing games at home, people who are amazing at games and, and are fortunate to have the opportunity to make that a career uh, at a you know high level, uh, with something in between for people that are passionate and love gaming and and getting them all in the same space because the energy and buzz that you get from meeting 40, 50, 100 people in and around your local area that you may or may not have seen online or played against um, is is so amazing. Like it, it's 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 so infectious when you get people uh, in a room like that and and you put some coloured lights on and you turn the music up and you turn the house lights off and you put up the footage on the big screen and you add a few graphics and you throw some cameras at it and then you get a couple of guys to commentate it and all of a sudden it's a completely different thing than playing at home with people in online games. Yeah, do you have sort of any, whether it's you know just sort of those personal experiences of, of, of seeing kids that, you know, that are kind of, have really had that opportunity to sort of, to, to shine in that moment and and what it's like to kind of see someone who yeah maybe yeah they haven't been all that engaged before but suddenly yeah this has given them that pathway to really decide that they've got something to to chase and to you know to really kind of throw a lot of effort into being good at yeah we that's we said that every day that's our bread and butter like we almost try and trade off the opportunity experiences for both um, players and the associated like crew that look at event management and and running tournaments uh, and streaming them and all, all the other you know wraparound that goes with that at the next level which is the you know how do I make games how do I develop characters how do I model things in 3D and we kind of see them immersed in this entire environment that we have here every day at school um, that they have I guess entered into based on their love of wanting to play a game and then figuring out there's an opportunity to play that game competitively for school or at a local event. And then they meet other people and then they, you know, are successful at whatever level they are, whether that's win the tournament or just, you know, play against their peers and and test their skills and know that they uh, are competitive. Um, Do you know what I mean? Everyone wants to test their skills against other people so you can see where you're at. at whether that's at the highest level or at what is your highest level locally. Uh, and we see that all the time with young people when they come into you know, our experiences or our, our courses or our programs or, or our competitions that we run. Uh, and then once they get a taste for that, you, you can see sometimes the, the massive change in, in their everyday personas. Like they, they, um, they, they smile, you know, like they smile, they come in, they, they, talk to other people that they've met through these competitions. They make new friends. They make new connections. Those connections follow outside of class time and they're playing games with whole different groups of people that they didn't know like two, three, four, five weeks ago before they came to this competition. And we've seen those friendships in a lot of our students last like you know, three or so years and continue on as they go out of our programs and onto their next steps and, and know that they've like we, we've we've worked with them and sent them on their way um, with people they didn't know before that they're now part of their network and community um, through their passion for gaming. <laughs>
the esports moment is produced by me Seamus Byrne as part of the Bite Side podcast network we have a new show you can check out it is called the game table for traditional kinds of gameplay you know good old getting together around the table for role-playing games card games board games all that jazz check it out at biteside.com you can find me on twitter i am at Seamus, and also a big thank you to all of the guests on this episode nigel smart the ceo of adelaide crows darren simmons from acer australia santosh vishvanathan from intel Woody Wu from Meta High School Esports and Toby Fogarty from Northern Adelaide Senior College. Thanks so much. And if you have any questions, hit me up via Twitter or uh, send us an email uh, over at biteside.com. You can find all the details. Until next, we'll see you then. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 